It's well known that St. Paul's narrowly escaped serious damage, or indeed ruin, during the Second World War. But one lesser known near miss occurred decades before, in 1913. On Wednesday the 7th of May that year, a suffragette plot to blow up the bishop's throne in St. Paul's was foiled, after a bomb was discovered at the east end of the cathedral. This was just one of several instances that year when activists increased the violence of their tactics as part of their campaign for women's rights to vote. The suffrage movement was fought by two primary groups, the National Union of Women's Suffrage Societies and the Women's Social and Political Union. They later became known as the Suffragists and Suffragettes, respectively. The Suffragists favoured relatively conservative tactics in campaigning, believing this would win favour with both the public and government, and by the turn of the 20th century their cause had started to make waves. Though notably they believed only middle-class property-owning women should get the vote. In 1903, Emmeline Pankhurst, a former member of the National Union of Women's Suffrage Societies, created the newer group, the Women's Social and Political Union, later known as the Suffragettes. Pankhurst was frustrated at the lack of progress being made by the suffragists, and formed a diverse group of campaigners who pushed for increasingly universal voting rights. Their tactics were also more diverse and aggressive, underscored by their motto, Deeds, not words. With regard to the bomb in St. Paul's, the identity of the suffragette who left it there remains a mystery. But a report from the Morning Post held in the National Archive sheds details on how it was found. It states, the rule is for the workpeople connected with the cathedral to come in about half past six in the morning, and several of them are assigned the task of dusting and sweeping within the precincts. A man named Harrison discovered the bomb. He was dusting the chairs in the choir and the chancel generally, and his attention was attracted by a slight ticking noise, which he heard as he bent down to clean the bishop's throne. He then saw on the floor the brown paper parcel, and at once took it to the dean's verger, who had it put in a bucket of water and handed to one of the police constables on duty outside the south door of the cathedral. The clergy engaged in the eight o'clock service were informed, but the service proceeded as usual. The report goes on to conclude, during the afternoon it was examined by Major Cooper Key, Royal Engineers, one of the experts on the staff of the Home Department, and it is understood that he came to the conclusion that had it been successfully fired, the damage done would have been extensive. It was so placed that it would have destroyed the bishop's throne and part of the choir, and might have caused a destructive fire. Fortunately, the mechanism had apparently failed to work. 
This unsuccessful detonation came during a period when members of the suffragette movement were turning to more extreme methods in their campaign for women's rights. Low-level acts included the burning of post boxes and cutting telephone wires, while more dramatic examples saw the burning of London houses and pavilions within royal parks. 1913 was the year the use of explosive devices emerged. The holiday cottage of Chancellor of the Exchequer David Lloyd George was damaged in February of that year, as was the coronation throne within Westminster Abbey the following year. The most high-profile act of the suffragette movement also took place during this period, when Emily Davison threw herself under the King's horse during the Epsom Derby succumbing to her injuries. It's now over a century since these dramatic events and the ramifications therein, but the suffragettes' history at St Paul's was once again brought into sharp focus in 2018, when the Right Reverend and Right Honourable Dame Sarah Mullally became the first ever female Bishop of London and was enthroned on the very seat the suffragettes had attempted to destroy 105 years earlier. Wednesday the 7th of May 1913, the day the fight for women's rights came not just to the door, but inside and to the core of St Paul's Cathedral.